0: What's up AOV community, it's your boy Prince here with another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. Today I have a very special guest, his name is Justin Leduc. he's a 30-year-old motion graphics designer from Montreal, Quebec, also the guy that you guys might know as the man who went viral with the Golden Gate Bridge Grim Reaper. Justin, what's up brother, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how's it going man? Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: Always, always. I'm so stoked to have you on the show, bro. How you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, man. Just uh, thinking about my next banger. Just thinking about my next piece. And uh, yeah, always, always on my mind. Always working on two things at the same time and just uh, trying to see what works what sticks. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's what I've be- been doing this week.
0: Sounds good, bro. I dig it. I dig it. So before we get into all the, the Reaper madness... Uh, Tell me a little background about yourself.
1: Yeah, a bit of background. Uh, really, how far? How far should I go? When? When did this start being relevant? To, this whole art thing really? I think I started in college, uh, having an interest for maybe well, way before college. Right? I, I talked about this recently a bit, like where the day I discovered that I could basically just key a green screen was really the start of just everything. Like I just so I was just playing around, doing some like very amateurish videos with my mom's music like that 70s music like just just goofing around with my with my, the camera i just bought for myself and just like yeah so that's where it all started really i i bought this really cheap software in some electronic store and that i discovered much much later that the software allowed me to work with the green screen and and soon after i did the, the cheesy stuff like duplicating myself and whatever and then i started getting more specific like after effects okay, uh, how do I recreate this VFX from this movie, blah, blah, blah. And just like, really back then it was a whole different era, really. It's just like so few tutorials online on anything. There were like two, maybe two, say two leaders in those tutorials and maybe just a few select forums, really not much help. Or, you know, you had to be professional. This was just left to professionals. So yeah, I just managed to learn a lot by myself, like being self-taught in After Effects and Photoshop for a long time. So I went to college uh, in multimedia, and so basically this this college degree touched on many things. This college degree was touching on uh, photo editing, but a lot of coding, mostly coding. But on the side, like basically just uh, audio editing, uh, video, image, and flash, and all those web technologies. But it was mostly aimed at uh, coding and i fell in love with it so that's that's uh, that's when things start started shifting because i didn't know if i wanted to go in motion graphics and arts or in code and just more like development and i chose code basically so yeah so i went then i went to university i did a bachelor in interactive medias interactive medias is basically like creating installations those physical installations where people can interact with sounds and images uh, in front of them in many ways. Uh, can detect their movements and whatnot. And uh, yeah, and then I just moved to Toronto and I've been a web developer uh, since then for the last four years. Well, I've been a web developer for about 10 years now. But I've been like, full-time, uh, getting serious about it, like a web developer for the last four years.
0: Okay. What we'll type of web development?
1: Uh, just front end. I do a lot of JavaScript, a whole lot of JavaScript. Uh, some PHP on the side, and uh, I I wear many hats. for a little startup. We're only four people. Uh, two we're two developers basically. There's a backend developer, and I'm the front I'm the front end developer. So I have to do the web UX, the web UI, uh, the just the, the code, the front end code, and I'm just I'm just integrating all of the APIs that the backend developer is creating. So uh, anything that just has to do with managing data. Uh, he does it, but he, he just like he just hands to me those APIs that allow me to have the UI communicate with with the server. So I love my job. Really, I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade with anything else right now. I mean, I'm getting some really just mind blowing offers right now, but I love my day job so much. I get to work from home. I get to work on my own schedule. I get to work at nights, and really, it, it just like compromises so many good things that I just would hope for for a job. That it's just it's just like it just I value it incredibly. So uh, yeah, right now that's the path I want to stay on.
0: Yeah. Okay. Is is it a dev shop?
1: Uh, we're uh, basically what we're doing is uh, is a platform for students. So there might be some of your listeners that are using our platform because we we're we're extremely small company, four people, and yet we've managed to get some really big clients. So again, what the platform does, because I didn't go really into what's, details. What's it but called? Like, uh, I don't know if I want to say the name. I just like maybe okay. want, to, want to keep this separate for now. I okay. My my You can tell me you
0: can tell me after cuz I'm I'm curious.
1: Yeah. Is, I'm it is
0: it a MOOG, Is it a one of those learning platforms?
1: Uh, basically what it is is uh, we're allowing users to go on that platform. So what the university does or the student the student union does, student uh, organization does is what they they basically have this they take our platform and then they customize it to their uh, brand and then university and the colors, logos, and whatnot. And then that that platform allows them to have their users their users engage on it. So they can create events, they can create groups. We have sort of a mini Facebook kind of timeline. We have uh, we have we have so many tools that are specific to universities that you wouldn't find on Facebook and whatnot.
0: Kudos to you! I think it's really cool that you found a profession that you love to do that allows you to have a schedule that empowers you to be able to to live the life that you want to live, to be able to create on your own time, to be able to work on your own time and and to make room for all the other great things in life. With that said, what inspired you to start creating?
1: What inspired me to start creating really? I think I was just thinking about this yesterday, uh the, the first artist that really like freaking like just melt in my brain like the first time I just looked at something and it just stuck with me forever probably a a, a painter that's, that's I, I won't say his name I'll say his last name uh, Beksinki uh, really amazing painter really he paints these nightmarish uh, just scenarios environments those, those very hell ish like just creatures environments and this guy is a master of his craft and I, I saw his paintings and I was like pretty, like 16, 17. And it just, that's, that. if you're asking me what inspired me to create this guy, set the tone for everything I would do after, after I saw him. Uh, amazing, amazing artist. Like it just, he completely just created a whole world. And just like, it just draws you in as soon as you see it. And, you know, uh, it's not for everyone. It's, it's not easily digestible. It's not your classic Instagram uh, little uh, post. But uh, really, it just—it's uh, it, very efficient and extremely, extremely just masterful and just like very well done.
0: How do you yeah. spell his? How do you spell his last name?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with B E K S I N S K I. Perfect. E K S I. Yeah, yeah. That's cl- ski. Okay. yeah amazing. amazing. I'm gonna hours. I'm gonna
0: look him up. That's that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, like you know, if you're asking me what inspires me to create, I mean, uh, I guess I, I guess many things inspire me to create are really just uh desperation. No, just kidding, but yeah, just a lot of many things uh in life, just like uh just wanting to put some work out there that I'll be proud of in ten years. I just like want to make, want to give. You know, every artist, you know, that the very cheesy thing, but true to say, is like if you put something out there, you want to give something back. You want to. You know and and you also want to challenge yourself, so that really is a big deal for me, like a big draw uh for uh inspiring me to create It's just that it, the act of being competitive and and just like feeling like I'm building towards something really i guess I guess we all feel like this uh but uh some more feel like it more than others so really i i'm I, I'm a pretty competitive guy so yeah
0: i trust me I can tell i dig it <laughs> i dig it uh. So Justin, back in the day, you were very much so just doing normal photography. And you were sharing a lot of your photography work. And then there was something that happened. There was some catalyst that happened. And then all of a sudden, you started posting these like underworld apocalyptic type (laughs) scenes that were CGI scenes. And so I'm super curious. When did you start? You know, what was that catalyst? And when did you start doing all the CGI work?
1: Yeah, so I guess three phases. I'll make it quick. Uh first phase uh experimenting, knowing what what's going on on in Instagram. What is Instagram? Trying to figure myself out as an artist on Instagram. Uh just being very very like inspired by uh some artists on Instagram, like some some that are in the city and just like trying to almost to a point where I always almost want to copy them because I just I was trying to figure figure it out so hard, so badly. And yeah, so that lasted about a year and a half, 2 years and then then I started doing. All right, well, I I I have a long, long, I have a lot of experience with like composites and Photoshop. I've been doing that for a while after effects. So let me try to like use the tools I know to really try to push myself because the Instagram was evolving, uh, and I was like, okay, well, things are things are getting next level. This is not just your your accessible, easily digestible platform anymore so much. I mean, it still is, it still was, but like not as much as it was at first. It's it was less. It was less of a very very casual experience. People start post, uh, posting composites and a bit more retouch photos, and uh, yeah, people were just leveling up the bar. So, and and so that's when I started doing composites and and just like just two D work. So the, and then and then the CG phase came when I realized, oh, I'm I'm hitting a ceiling. Really, I'm hitting a ceiling where I don't think I'm gonna get much better at this two D composite thing at all. I just I've reached a ceiling. I, of course there are people that are a lot better than I am, but I feel like I've reached my own ceiling. Like really like this, this is it. This is what I can do. I could spend a long time, a lot, a lot, a lot, just a lot more time on just like, uh, trying other things with the tools I already know, but that, that would just be being staying too comfortable and just like, just doing it, not be create not being creatively challenged enough. And I thought it was boring as hell. So I just thought, okay, I also want more control. I also want to be in control of what I create. There's a ceiling to what you can do in Photoshop. You don't actually create the elements; you compose them together. Uh, that there, that's a limit right there. That's a ceiling you'll reach. And unless you unless you take photos of your actual material, unless you go out there and you take your actually source elements, which is what most people are not doing on Instagram. They're literally going in stock photo libraries. I mean, I've done that myself. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, it just uh, unless that's what you do all the time. You're just going to reach that ceiling. And you're going to stay there. And like, what what, what, are you, what are you doing this for? You just want to keep doing the same thing. So, And there's also the element of control. I love being in control of my feed. I like being in control of what I create. I like being in control. You know, I don't want ads. I don't want ads on my feed because I have control over this feed, over this portfolio, wherever it is, on Instagram, wherever it is, like on, on the internet. I want control around this. I want control over my feet. And I want to control uh, on how I'm able to create a universe or an environment. Uh, 2D doesn't allow me to do that unless, unless it allows you to do this. If you're extremely talented and skilled and you're amazing at drawing and, and, and they're legit artists. But a lot of people, me included, we're not that great. So what route will you take? What path? So where are you going? So I'm like, okay, well, 3D is a nice avenue. I, I, I'm i not too good at drawing. I'm not, much of a, I'm, I don't have a tablet. You know, I'm not, just not kind of an artist. So really when I started doing 3D, I, I realized, okay, I can be in control and I can do better work. I can, I can just level up the bar. And that was an amazing uh, realization. And my God, was it painful uh, to be self-taught and it was agonizing. And you need so much patience, ext- so much patience. Uh, but man, look, look, it was all worth it, man. It was, all, it was so, and I'm still, I'm, I still consider myself a huge beginner. And a lot of people will argue with that. A lot of people will say, will tell me, no, no, you're definitely better than a beginner. Dude, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea how hard it is and how big the learning curve is with 3D it's the learning curve is insane and you can be an expert at just lighting a scene. You can be an expert at just texturing elements. It's just like there's specialties for everything that I'm doing right now. That's how big it is. So yeah.
0: Right. Dude, that's incredible. I love how you're still humble because I mean, you are a beginner. It's like, yeah, on Instagram, you look like, you know, the man extremely (laughs) professional, but I mean, Watch movies, like see what the guys that actually do CGI are creating. And that stuff's like, like that's some pro.
1: Or go CGI. outside of Instagram. You don't need yeah. to go that far. <laughs> yeah, like I mean,
0: there's some CGI out there. That's mine. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't need
1: to work in movies to prove uh, how much better you are than, than I am. Uh, really just look elsewhere and and you'll find them. You'll And most of some of these people don't even post anywhere on the Internet. That's that's the thing, too. Uh, you Sometimes you get big and you think you're the best. Dude, I know at least three people that are a hundred times better than I am that don't even bother with posting on Instagram or anywhere else online. They're just not so bothered. They don't want to find the time. They don't need the attention. You know, and when you when you start feeling like a big shot, I, I, I remember those people. I keep those people in mind and be like, you know, I'm just some dude on Instagram, you know, I'm trying my best, but yeah, I'm definitely... A, what what right do I have to call me uh, to call myself, uh, you know, an amazing artist or best in Toronto? You know, people will call me best in Toronto. Yeah, maybe on Instagram. You know, uh, for CG art specifically. You know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Right. So, how long have you been doing? Have you been working in Cinema 4D? Uh,
1: about a year and a half. About a year and a half. And I started slow. And the first render I put out was these umbrellas. The, the set of umbrellas between the. Uh, the little big led panels with the arrows i never said anything about this being a render i was just i just like the first thing i put out and it's like just want to get people's feedback see what they think see if they think it's a photo and no one has called me out no one has said anything about this being a photo or not they're like dude this is amazing this looks great no one no one said i'm like fuck yeah i managed to fool them i'm a fucking fool sorry and they're like yeah i got i got them good and i was like I, I just probably danced for half an hour. I was just dancing in my living room nonstop. I was just so happy because, because it's today I realized the potential of where this could go. It wasn't it wasn't just about this post. It was like, my God, this is going to go far. I'm, I'm going to go go far with this and I'm going to prove that I can go far. And it's just about proving myself. And, you know, as someone that wants to evolve and self-growth and whatnot.
0: I imagine that learning curve had to have been somewhat agonizing. What was that? What was that like that? So it's been eighteen months. What was that like in the beginning?
1: Oh, man, dude! T uh, everything, every step you take, you need to watch a tutorial. Every button you click, it's just like I spent the first thirty hours, a long thirty hours of just watching this um, this amazing series of tutorials uh, made by Grayscale Gorilla. They're amazing. Like if you want to learn Cinema 4D, it's the best place to learn. Grayscalegorilla.com. Go at the uh, do their beginner's course. Uh, don't skip. Don't don't skip any. That's my that's my recommendation. And then and then after you're done with this 30 hours, you're just getting started. You're not even, you're not even getting started. You're just like now you're aware of some of the buttons and what they do. And then like you need to set a goal for yourself. Okay, where am I taking this? What do I want to create? And then everything you do, you're gonna face a challenge right away, right? Very very quickly. You're gonna hit a wall. And then like you're gonna do things because when you're self-taught, you're gonna you're gonna do things the wrong way for a long time before you learn how. Before you realize, oh shit, I was doing this the wrong way for this longest for a long time for this for this all of this time, and I was like, oh crap! Like the amount of time this costing me because at the end of the day, it is what it is. The more you know, the more time you save. Really, this applies to everything. But my god, dude, the amount of time I wasted like just like not knowing how to build a scene, not not knowing how to optimize a scene, not knowing how to do every technical thing, it just costed me so much time, and it was a very frustrating amount of time. But uh, you you have to plow through it, man. You, you just uh, you just have to be extremely dedicated and 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 it, I get it. It's hard. It's, it's it's a hard, very very tough barrier. 3D is getting more mainstream, but at the same time, that's that's amazing.
0: That is great. But Cinema 4D's that's I mean, ideally, that's what people should be using, right?
1: It's the most user friendly interface, Cinema 4D. Really, uh, if you want to get started. Learning it's it's just so great to use. I mean, it's still extremely extremely difficult, but uh, it's it's gonna t- the interface is gonna lessen the blow. It's gonna make it uh, it's gonna make things a bit easier. And thank God, thank God, there's a there's a solution for that because all the other competitors, 3D Max, Maya, uh, Houdini, oh my God, dude, don't even get me started. You need to, literally need to go to school to learn those. I mean, I, I can't even imagine uh, learning those by yourself. Unless you're spending a crazy amount of time every day uh, just learning them. The the learning curve is going to be tough as hell.
0: Gotcha. So power-wise, I know my intern Kyle Kerr has has dabbled in some of this stuff. And one of his complaints is, you know, you need a computer that can really handle rendering this type of stuff. So uh, what's your (laughs) your computer look like, bro? (laughs)
1: What's my rig like, bro? Yeah, what's
0: that rig like? (laughs)
1: Uh, I honestly forget about my CPU. I, I, you don't need a 1080 Ti, just a 1080. And uh, just work with that and you will do plenty. You'll do plenty, plenty, like get a lot of RAM. I have a 16 gigs of RAM, which is not crazy by today's standards, apparently. I, I always felt like a 16, oh my God. But no, today like people have crazy amount of RAM and a VRAM also for your GPU. So uh, yeah, man, just like uh, for hobbyists, I really recommend just like six, 16 gigs of RAM uh, a good SSD, a 1080, and you'll be good. You'll, you'll just be good. R- run everything on a good hard drive, but get a, get a SSD on the side. And uh, yeah, really, I'm just always looking forward to you know, upgrading my rig, but for now, it's, it's served me plenty good. I mean, you, I can do so much with what I have already. It's not a problem. People always want to consider hardware to be the solution for their problems, right? I need a better camera. I need a better rig. This is this will allow me to do better to be a better artist. No, anyone, no, anyone, no, just 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 be smarter about it. Just optimize your scenes. Just work smarter, really. Or you can already do so much, man. You have no excuse, really, by today's standards.
0: Yeah. No, that's dude. That's one hundred percent correct. And I think vision has a lot to do with that. And that's one thing I think I love most about your art is that you have a strong vision. And you can see it in the theme on your, on your page, you know, everything it's, it's this beautiful, it's like this series. I mean, if you wanted to, you could turn this into like a comic and like create a storyline and, and think about all these different things. Every time I look at your feed and all these different ways you could take it with that said, there is a consistent theme for most of your work. What's the, what's the story behind that?
1: Wow, um are you how far back are you th- I mean I, I guess I'm gonna go with dystopian. I guess that's what you're uh, referring yeah, to, really. let's
0: start let's start with the hooded.
1: Well that's why that's why I brought up the artist earlier, the painter really did the, the nightmarish hellish scenes i I saw this ten years ago and I'm like, how can I make this more mainstream and diluted? How can I keep this creepy uh dystopian like vibe and just make it more f- a bit more fresh and mainstream a bit more diluted? And that's really where it all started, really. So now, uh, let's talk about the Red Hoodies. I went to Ottawa last winter. And there's this amazing little, like, uh, uh, airport museum. And, like, uh, just, like, plane museum. Uh, Sorry. And then I went there with a buddy. And I was like, okay, well, this is this amazing, like, silverish environment that's going to reflect the skylight. And it's the sky being blue. The environment is going to be very blue. And I want something to contrast. Uh, to contrast to the blue, and uh, so what? Well, to, to complementary complementary colors being what they are, red, blue, right? So I was looking for something red I could wear, and I was very I was just greatly inspired by Ghost in the Shell. At that time, I I had just seen Ghost in the Shell. I loved the visuals, loved the people that worked on it, uh, on the movie, and this character. I think it was only in the trailers, not in the movie. Uh, is this kind of? It's just kind of like. Uh, this nurse, I don't, I, I don't know what kind of role he played, but like he just was wearing this red outfit. It's like head to toe. And this with this like LED kind of glasses. And my God, right away, that was like inspired me like right away. So uh, I was looking at Amazon to buy some stuff. And before we went to Ottawa, and I ended up buying like this, this just red trench coat. And uh, I was like, it's going to look dumb, whatever. I'll just test it out. And then I also had these like, um, these like long, wide, like uh, black, Sunglasses, which are like meant to be like kind of like censorship, kind of like censored eyes, like this black barn from your eyes, so I bought those i had I had those sunglasses before, so I just brought this old kit there, and then like there was nowhere there's no one at the at the museum like it was completely empty, so we just had like an hour to just like full around whatever, do whatever we want so uh, around uh, at the end of the, the shoot, I just like I just asked my buddy like I just take a photo of me with those sunglasses and that red that red trench coat. Took a few photos. I just duplicated myself. It turned out to be like a really cool photo, I think. Like a lot of people loved it. And uh, it all started from there. And then I'm like, you know what? I love the idea that these two explorers, they're wearing jeans, you know, they're you know, kind of relating, like they're just normal dudes. The jeans really make this like more relatable. They're just everyday people going around. And exp- it's basically what it is. If you want to take something away from what I'm saying right now, is literally putting the... uh the extra, extra, extraordinary ordinary into the ordinary. It really like these really ordinary dudes being into these extraordinary situations. And and there you go. That's that's fiction for you. That's fiction. That's your average fiction. And uh, yeah, that's really one I want to go for. So it was very important for me that they were wearing jeans. And a lot of people have pointed that out, and I thought it was pretty funny. And uh, yeah, I, I just didn't want to show their faces, so I had this mask. Uh, I was for the mask. I was inspired by Westworld. Uh, where these lab guys are wearing these like uh, these glass kind of like looking masks. And I thought they were so dope when I was watching the show. So that was that's where the inspiration is from. And then, uh, yeah, man, it, it just, you know, it, it's kind of weird because I spent like five minutes on this character design and I'm not a good like character design uh, artist or whatever. I, these concept artists out there create characters, amazing characters every day. Right. And they're amazing at it. I, I, me, I'm just some dude creating some guy with a trench coat and a mask and that's good. It works, man. Whatever. It doesn't need to be complicated. I mean, I'm definitely hitting those cliches of, you know, a mask and then like, you don't see their faces and then like they're, you don't see much of their, uh, who they are because they're fully covered, you know? So I'm hitting those notes where like they've kind of mysterious kind of thing and it's like red against blue. But again, sometimes you just want to take something cliche and make make it your own. So,
0: yeah. I, I love the characters. I think they're super rad. I think there's something neat. There's like a human element that makes it feel you know, you can relate to it more, but it's still like superhuman. It's like these... these these
1: Because they're passive. Because they're just being observers. You relate to them, right? It's a classic like I, I relate to them because they're observing the world as, I, as I'm observing it too. Uh, but in a way that's like, I think it's well executed because a lot. Of this is being done a lot on Instagram where you get those black silhouettes against uh, some kind of background or whatever. Uh, it's being done a lot, but you know, it needs to be done a certain way that's like, how, how are they interacting with the world? Are they being active or passive? You know, The first one I did, it was very important for me that the first one I did in 3D, in CG, uh, would be really good, really mar- like just set the tone. And they were like, they're kneeling down in, in front of this android on the ground. And they're just looking at the Android, and I, I just created a little story there. And it was very important for me to create this uh, hierarchy, like okay, these people are above the robots. Uh, maybe I'll play with the concept of who's above them later. But uh, yeah, because hey, um, yeah,
0: yeah, that would be line. rad, man. I would. That would be really, yeah. really cool. So, but sure, let, let's what. let's jump in. Let's jump into the Reaper, bro. So within 24 hours, right. you seriously blew up the internet. I mean. Kim yeah. Kardashian straight up <laughs> Kim Kardashian status how does that feel
1: uh it feels pretty great uh, it feels amazing really uh, you know what uh, can I just preface this I'll keep it quick but like a, a month or two ago I saw this viral video online uh, on Instagram this this video of this render this CG video of a phone that had like these kind of like floating icons in it and, like the, the, the phone the inside of the inside of the phone was a pool and the apps were just floating in the phone and I literally told my girlfriend like I want to make something viral I, I want I'd like I'd like to have this viral idea I think that'd be great because I can't afford to spend a lot of time on my stuff and my my you know my audience doesn't care you know they're still there when I post whatever it's not like antsy about me posting you know next so I can just I can afford to take a lot of time and and so I can yeah it's it's it feels fucking amazing really sorry sorry for swearing but really it just felt really great to, to just being able to create that kind of viral video. But here's the thing, that viral video I saw two months ago, because the guy like, was, it was just an experiment, didn't have much else in his profile, like that was very like to this level of quality or to this level, didn't get much of an audience. So I'm like, I'm thinking in my head like, okay, maybe I'll get a bit more if I get something viral. If I push something out, something out that's viral, maybe I'll get a maybe like more like 10,000 followers, he got maybe 5,000 followers, uh, which I thought was amazing. I was like maybe I'll get 10,000. But no, I I got a few hundred thousands and uh that was amazing. And yeah, it's been an awesome feeling really. I just uh, I I've stayed in my bubble while all of this was happening. I just I really did not leave my apartment. I kept my routine. I just like just doing my thing, checking on Instagram, seeing a uh, huge amount of like messages and followers. I could not keep up with. It was just I cannot I could not keep up with my pending messages. I was trying to read as much as possible. It was just like emails could not keep up with my emails. I'm still going back and reading them and replying to some. Uh, man, man, what a rush! It's, what, it's how I describe it really—a freaking rush. Just like nonstop. Just like not being able to sleep, too excited to sleep. If I wake up in the middle of the night uh, or whatever and just look at my phone, I cannot go back to sleep because I'll I'll have these like freaking like chemicals rushing into my body of excitement. I'm like oh my god, like being awoken. Like literally literally so yeah it was a it was a weird uh four days full of excitement and then seeing my family and friends being side for me was a really great feeling and my girlfriend being super supportive and and just like us like just being in in our bubble and um, then then our, our coworkers were talking to her about it and were excited for us and, and and it was just like and then someone told me on Facebook like I saw someone today on the bus watching your video and I thought it was so amazing like cuz i really wish i could have seen people like in real life, like experience my video. Like I wish I I would have been able to catch that moment, but I was literally inside my apartment, not going anywhere else. But uh, man, at least it kept me from like not freaking out and not being like, it just like kept me from like, Stay, let's say, let's stay comfortable here. Stay in my comfortable elements and let me stay grounded here and let me like think this through because I have a lot to digest. There's a lot of shit go, a lot of stuff going my way and I need to digest. Yeah, man,
0: it was insane. That same day that that we reposted your Reaper shot before it blew up, we went to a G Easy concert to interview G Easy for AOV music and G Easy, uh, Murder Beats all these, all these rappers were there and we're all talking and, and I brought it up. I'm like, I'm like, yo, you guys, I'm like, yo, did you guys see the, the, the Reaper today on Instagram? They're like the Reaper. I'm like, yeah, the, you know, the golden gate bridge, they're like, yeah, bro. Oh my God. Like they all, <laughs> dude, they all, it was crazy. G murdered. Like all these guys yeah, were man. just like, bro, we saw that it's so sick. Like what the hell? Like, and it was, and That's these, amazing, cats, and these cats, you, you know, Lo, G they're from the <laughs> Bay area they're from San Francisco. So like, okay, bro, gotcha. like bro, this gotcha. is like insane. And so first of all, it was iconic. Like, I awesome. mean, the edit was un- amazing. It was brilliant to put the Golden Gate Bridge in there. Cause that's such an iconic element. I'm mean, And there's only a few of those places where you could have done that to where people are just like, Oh my gosh. With yeah. that said, I want to yeah. clear up yeah. a few things. Cause I know you created this masterpiece with the best of intentions. Some people have given it a little flack yeah. in regards <laughs> to believing it was in reference to all the suicides that have you know, taken place on the Golden Gate Bridge. It's a very sensitive topic for certain people, right? For the record, what was your vision yeah. behind this piece?
1: Okay, well, first thing first, I did not expect this to go viral, right? I was expecting my average uh, 50 comments being like, this is cool, dude. Uh, this is next level because I think it is. But like, people would just, just like, give me some nice comments and being like, hey, man, that's awesome. Getting a bit of traction and that's about it. Uh, second of all, uh, the the, I, the the subject of suicides suicides on the bridge crossed my mind once, maybe very very quickly while I was creating this, because uh, I have a lot of things I can just think about. Well, I'm just, I mean, I spent a hundred hours on this, so I have a lot of things I can think about. But um, yeah, one hundred fifty, whatever. we've Well. Fifty on R and D, and then yeah, hundred on creating. Yeah, a lot of time. So this it crossed my mind once, and I was like, I just brushed it off so quickly because because in my mind, I'm like, well, my followers know that I've been playing with this creature for a long time. I've showed him in my stories. I've showed them crouching over buildings, uh, being elsewhere, like uh, just like being around. And I but I've never posted any of it because I didn't like it. But I they knew I had been playing with that that red. Cloak that red monster for a long time, and the uh, the inspiration of that monster was literally the Nazguls in Lord of the Rings. And uh, Lord of the Rings have these creatures that are like just riding. Lord of the Rings uh, have these creatures. <laughs> That's why you're just that movie. I'm just, or, like, dude, I'm, just I'm sucked in. I I'm bet. listening, bro. You're sucked in completely. So these creatures are just riding horses in Lord of the Rings. I think a lot of people saw them because, you know, I, like everyone else, I'm inspired by pop culture, by mainstream media, by big movies, by big blockbusters. So that was that was that's where I, I took this inspiration from. I literally looked up a tutorial online how to create a cloak, and then I added those, and then I and then this amazing artist online that was that made these uh, Lord of the Rings gauntlets, these gloves from Sauron, uh, Lord of the Rings, and I. And I asked, him, "Do you mind if I could use them? If I can, I buy them off of you." So I created this monster from those these two things, and that's where the, the in quotes Reaper is from. Um, yeah, that's where it's from. And I was like, I'm "Like, all right, well, it was just going to be this cool monster, just just looking at people, just like curiously looking at people. That's it. And he doesn't have this uh, this that. That's all he is really. Uh, there's no. There's nothing else to the story. And um, it was just absorbing because in my other post. That, did, that I did not post and my other creations that I did not post on my feed, it was just literally observing cars and passerbys on the street, like literally milled down down. And, uh, but had I known that people would perceive it as the Grim Reaper, I don't think I would have created this video. I don't think I would have posted it. Like I, I just, I, thankfully it was a very vocal minority that called me out on this being the Reaper and suicides. I, I think it was still a very, very like small, uh, but but vocal minority but uh i i still i still want to be respectful i don't want to be that guy and i don't think i would have posted it or i would have made it different i would have just chosen a different subject or a different monster and uh, which is kind of what i'm going to be doing uh soon for a little tease for a future post i might i might go with different creatures i want to experiment with other things but yeah that's 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 basically my explanation it never i never intended it intended it to be the grim reaper and it surprised me the first uh. time i read that you know, if that's what people think, if that's what people want to call it, all right. But, you know, it's I, it, right now it's out of my control. It's really? outside of my control. I can't control it. So what people are going to call it. I, I can't just be so posting on his, my stories. Guys, no, it's I, not the Green Hey,
0: dude, I don't think you should change anything yeah, yeah. unless you want to. But I love Absolutely. your characters. I think they're rad. I think, uh, you know, what is, does he have a name or a proper term? No, right? it's no,
1: just it's a... really, yeah. I, I wish I had given it a name uh i I, I just don't uh, yeah i just don't want to assign anything specific because i i consider this monster to be temporary short-lived and it might make a comeback but really it doesn't have a maybe i'll be a little story around it but i that's not what i'm going for my my stuff is all visual and it's just meant to make you say oh that's cool and in this case oh that's creepy that's creepy that's that's the beautiful thing about (laughs) art it's
0: objective and and good art starts a conversation and obviously your work started a massive conversation. And, you know, that's what great artwork does. Outside of that, dude, I think it's completely incredible how instead of just putting out mediocre things all the time, obviously if musicians did that every day, like things get monotonous and it's hard to put out amazing work. And that's not how artists, like real artists go into tunnels and they disappear for a while. And when they reappear, they usually have something really great to show the world, right?
1: That's how you got to do it. And it's that's the right what, way to do it. And that's what
0: being an artist is about. But like with Instagram, it's kind of like being popular and wanting content and like people's thirst for content and wanting a post every single day has like really killed that. Like, how are you going to get creative yeah. when you only have a few hours and you're trying to create something every day to show the world, like you're just not really going to put out that great of work. And so I think it's incredible how you will spend a month, a month and a half working on one piece and then bow drop that and i noticed that someone had asked you about that like hey you should start posting one of these every day or something and you're like no i'm just gonna keep doing my thing because a you can't you can't create epic shit daily like that doesn't exactly there's not enough hours in a single day to even for you to even do that it's not it's not physically possible yeah and so yeah let's talk about that
1: yeah, man, i I've always had a problem with uh, daily renders or daily creations. I, I, I don't get it. I get it, Instagram rewards uh posting a lot, posting often. I get that. But here's the thing like at some point uh things are gonna start diluting or ch- getting just cheapen ch- cheapening, cheapening out, basically. Che- things are gonna lose quality. You can't you can't push something of a certain level every day. It doesn't work. Uh people find like workarounds, they can work around that by basically being able to just buy a lot of assets online or being able to put something together. Like there's, I think the, the only person that gets away with it on Instagram out of every 2D or 3D artist is Beeple. Uh, Beeple Crap on uh, Instagram. Like he's, this guy's amazing, but again, he uses a lot of assets online that he can buy or download and just like puts them together and you know he has very very repetitive themes and themes and ideas but he always manages to make it fresh or to make it different and props to him he's the guy he's he's been doing it for 10 years and i i mean huge amounts of respect for him really but otherwise unless you're people man it's just it's just so weird like why would you uh, prioritize quantity over quality it doesn't make sense it's like because you're the more time you spend on something and the, the more dedicated you are to push something out every day, uh, the more, I guess, significant uh, your motive is, like the, the reason why you're doing this is. And I wonder why. I just, what pushes you to spend that much time every single day to really just get something out that you're probably not even proud of? Like, like I, there's this one guy that, that pushes something out every day that was like saying like, oh, I well, I want to see people fail and 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 get get back up. I want to see you do mistakes and and you know and just like learn from your mistakes. Yeah, but I can do that on like on my on my own. Like without having to push those mistakes out. I I can just like create by myself and I can learn from that. And that's it. I'll push the I'll push the best thing that comes out of my learning experience. And that's all that's what you're going to see. Why would I show you my my own failures it is uh, like i don't get it I, I don't people people are not like people, first of all you no one owes anything to anyone on instagram uh the audience is not entitled to your posts and you don't owe a post to your audience they're going to be there when you post they're going to get excited uh it's going to be you know what the longer you take the more hype there is if you push something out of quality every time because people you, people expect consistent quality, so the next post you post is, is probably going to be very exciting for your audience. If you post something every day, though, I, I don't get it. I wish I wish I would actually have a daily like artist in front of me. I would ask them why Why do you bother? Like people that do these 365 projects, why do you do a 365? Well, I mean, and, and I think what why they do it for the most part you're really building an audience, and it does work. Pushing something out every day. Is extremely efficient for building an audience. But, but it's, uh, hi, excuse me, I push something out every month and I was able to grow a, grow a large audience. So I've proven everyone that you don't have to do this. Like, it's just been one of the best things to come out of what I've done from this Green Reaper. Well, there are many things, but one of those things is like, I proved everyone, hey, you, you don't have to push, you don't have to post something every week, every three days. You can take your time and post, push something out and you go viral and you get all, you know, to success and all the, all, of, all, of the people, the large audience and everything you hope for. How weird is it that my audience is larger than Beeple's? Like someone has been creating every day for 10 years. It's weird, but like, uh, you know, it's what it is. But Beeple has better opportunities than me. They, they probably like, he's probably a sponsors and whatnot. But like, it's weird. It's like, uh, dude, it's like the, it's first of all, it's the idea and then it's the execution. And once you combine those two together and it's just, it's just you fucking, you freaking break the internet, really. I hate, I hate using that expression. It's <laughs> totally outdated by now, but it's really, it's really what happens. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'll never do anything daily. And you know what I do daily is I spend time on something that amounts to a big result. You know, I just, that's what I do. I, I spend three hours a day. Yeah. But it amounts to something pretty great. So. That's Dude, my perspective.
0: That's beautiful. Uh, and you could, I mean, it's different paces for different people, you know? Yeah, I mean, if, I respect if, what everyone is if doing. If you want to do the daily video, then that's cool. Or absolutely, you could wait, absolutely. Or you could wait three months or half a year and drop a short film. That's a banger. You know what I mean? Or whatever you want to do. Like, everyone.
1: Yeah. Everyone's doing their own thing. And I, I, I absolutely respect that. But I think that's also a bit of an innocent kind of perspective. Is like everyone's doing something. As Everyone's doing their thing for, for a reason. We all, are, and when you talk about a thing, you're talking about many hours every single day. There's got to be a big reason here, and we're all doing it for very maybe selfish reasons, and that's, that can be good or bad, depending on how healthy or unhealthy uh, your perspective on what you do is. But the really, uh, I think it's a bit innocent to be like, well, I, you know what, this guy. I mean, obviously, I respect I respect what they do. That's fine, but I, I just don't like being like. Um, well this guy's just doing his thing for fun. It's this casual thing of relaxing, it's casual way of relaxing every day on his computer. He just opts on Photoshop and, and just just do something and he pushes it out every day and it's all good. Yeah, that's true, but look, go ask the guy why he's doing what he does every day. And it won't be as pretty and whimsical. And I was just like, uh, oh, you know, I just like to relax. No, no, you're putting a whole lot of hashtags. You're tagging all the feature accounts. You're seeking growth. You want validation. You want, uh, you want comments. You know, you want to blow up. Let's be real here. I mean, no one's that just like, if you're doing that just casually whimsical on your computer every day, you're just going to do it for yourself. You're not going to post anywhere. You're, you're, you know, everyone wants to grow. Everyone wants those big numbers. As As humble as you are and grounded as you are. Everyone wants to wants more eyeballs on their work, and that is totally fine. But don't don't twist it as just like you know, it's all good. You know, just doing this for as a pure time killer, not even a hobby. Right. Yeah, anyway. anyway, that's just I, my per- That's just my own personal take on. it.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I I agree. Everyone should understand what their why is, right? And so, like, for I me, mean, when yeah, you're spending I'm,
1: that much time on right. something, that much time, because time equals something. Like, yeah. it's not twenty minutes here; it's like five hours.
0: And so figuring out what your why is and and understanding why you do the things and what the vision behind what you do is, you know, some people will give me flat because I rarely post to my personal Instagram. It's not because I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. It's because AOV is like, that's my thing. And that's what I'm working on. I'm working on our app. I'm working on platforms. I'm working on live events. I'm working on things to push the community forward, to push this, this renaissance of creativity forward. And, and, you know i'm serving the community like there'll be a time where i where i will back off and i will serve myself i will do my own thing and when i focus on my own thing i'm going to be doing it for me you know what i mean i have no there's no reason for me to to post every single day and so with all that said you know what's your why why do you create
1: oh man oh, that's a good one <laughs> it's a good one really i think it's just like man, we can go real deep in there because we all have reasons why we create, especially as a hobby. We're not creating for someone else. We're not seeking money. Like we're not seeking, we're just seeking to, I guess it's just really, if I get really deep into it, it's just to grow as an, as an invi- individual, really is to look back at five years behind me and see how much I've evolved since, since then. And also like be excited about the potential for myself. How far can I push what I'm doing right now? How far will it go? Uh, I mean, twenty years will I be embarrassed or will I will I be proud of what I've done? Uh, you know, with how things also are evolving. I mean, people's tastes evolve. Where are my tastes uh, evolving towards, or where they're going, and where where's my you know personal sense of accomplishment going? And 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 all this all this stuff really all together. I think uh, you know I, I think it, what I'm doing right now is very 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 selfish. Like I'm literally just like. I want to be in control of what I'm creating. I want to be in control of my feed. I don't want sponsors. I don't want any of that. I just want to do it for myself. And like, this is, this is a reflection of my personality. I think in some way, it's really about self growth and, and really putting this personality out there through my work and, and like let the work speak for, speak for itself. And also there's a bit of what I find cool in there, inspiration, you know, like bringing all of that together and like, here's, Here's my mood right now. I think I think it's a pretty cliche answer, but I think it's it rings true for every artist really out there. It's a reflection of who you are and yourself. But but also at at the same time, not really. It's not really the case for everyone at all. There's a lot of people that really convey something that they're definitely not, or you know, are very much much of a lesser version of themselves. uh, By maybe if you're putting. If you're putting like stock photos in your composite, how is a reflection of your personality? Like, OK, you're going to create something and the end result is probably going to say something by itself. But if it's something that I've seen a million times already, how am I supposed to get any sense of personality in there? Uh, it's too diluted. It's, it's not too, you. It's, it's not too overdone. You.
0: It's not from your heart.
1: You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it just comes off as like, hey, love me, love me, love me, love me. It's like, love me, uh, pay attention to me. But, uh, but it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. But yeah, exactly. Like you said, it doesn't really emit this sense of this. Is, this, is it, this is the actual. Like, I'm getting a sense of who that person is, and I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm understanding a bit of you know where they're coming from and and their sense of like uh, their perspe- their perspective on life and art.
0: I appreciate you sharing that with us, man. CGI is, you know, CGI is obviously a great platform. Historically speaking, it's been used by highly uh, educated professionals, right? In the movie industry, high-end brands, Nike, HP, Dell, Apple. You know, those are the only people putting out CGI stuff because uh, it's just really tough to do. And now we're starting to see a lot of amazing young artists get into CGI, What do you think the future holds? Do you think there's going to be a big shift of of people moving into CGI just because it's, it's more difficult to create so your stuff can stand out? You know, I mean, it's tough like photography, right? Instagram so. is a beautiful thing, but it's also saturated in photography. I mean, it's like, how many more times can we see a photo of Iceland or Lofoten? Or-
1: uh, how, many, how many times I can see a whale in the desert? How many times can I see a moon uh, <laughs> over a bridge? Uh, yeah, it really, it just, it's saturated. Saturated is the word. And I hope that 3D get to a point where it's accessible enough that your your average 2D artist at home can get into 3D and trying to gain more control of their worlds, their, the worlds they're creating. Really trying to be able to be a better, to uh, be able to be a better storyteller, being able to tell better stories and having more control over these stories. Uh, so where is the future going? Well, on a technical level, I could say a lot, but I, I just want to keep it at the surface. Just what it means for Instagram in terms of what the result will, will be saying, The results will be saying. Uh, I hope that with more and more artists. Uh, do 3D, because there's only benefits really, um, there's there's a huge amount of benefits for Photoshop, but in regards to what they're doing on Instagram uh, 3D would only benefit them, in my opinion uh, I mean, there are exceptions, but uh, I'm talking about the, uh, I'm talking about digital artists here, only digital artists, like people that actually build worlds and are, that are not just retouching photos here, I'm talking about really the, the people that start from scratch, start from a stock photo and just add on more stock photos
0: what do you think about, have you, have you heard of Lo, Lo Michaela?
1: No, I had not No. It's, it's,
0: it's a, it's a 3d avatar that was created in cinema 4d and okay. the page has like 1.3 million followers. You should check it out. It's Lo Michaela. <gasps>
1: oh yes, yes, I am. I am. Yeah. am. The model, right? The, the 3d yeah, model. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just an avatar. Yeah, that, that's and, and A awesome. lot of people
0: didn't know it was, she was fake. Like a lot of people thought it was real and yeah. There was like a big thing. She got hacked by someone, and they said, "You need to tell everyone this is this is fake." Yes, or... yes,
1: yes. I read the full thing. Yeah, but it's, that's it's, that's mind
0: blowing. It's and the profile is so cool. Like they're working with brands, and so I read up and like. They're talking about avatars and the new influencer marketing and brands working with avatars and
1: like some really cheap influencers,
0: like like crazy stuff. Like there's all this crazy stuff going on. Absolutely. They're probably expensive influencers because you know how long it
1: takes you to to create. You're right. Well, you know, if you have have to, if you reuse the same model for every photo, I mean, you're just like basically compositing it into images. You're basically adjusting the lighting and the colors and whatever. But, you know, it's like it's it's like some something that someone can do at home just fine. And just like, you know, as a, as a hobby, just it's the idea here. The idea was really just amazing and fresh and never seen before. And props to them, really props to them. That was, that was great.
0: Yeah, you know, no, that it was definitely.
1: Yeah. Now, I don't think it's the future of anything. I, I just think that's an amazing idea that that went viral. And, right. and that's that's where it ends. I don't think we're going to see more 3D models being like social media influencers.
0: Right. <laughs> why do you why do yeah. you think people shy away from CGI? And and, and well, there you why go. people shy away from just anything that's not real, right? There's always like the people that appreciate all art and they're like, that's rad and then there's people for whatever reason
1: that Oh, because because when they say it's not real uh art, because it's not like pure. Is that what you're saying? Right. Uh, if that's what you're saying, I feel like people are gonna say that if the result is badly executed you know what it's that's the thing people people would like to tell themselves, "Oh, look at all these haters they don't like c g they don't like two d my two d composites because they they're in denial because they don't they don't perceive this as real art, blah 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 yeah that's what they're saying but it's they're not saying that because they're purists. For the most part, most of them, they're saying that because maybe, maybe what you're doing is not really well executed. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not you know, to the level of something that's, you know, charming or that it really uh, achieves its goals. Maybe, maybe it looks amateurish. Maybe, maybe consider that. Maybe that's that's my perspective on things. Uh, I've I've never had someone tell me, uh, oh, this is this is not real art. I mean, whatever the medium. Really, it's the message. Like, really, the, I'm, you, anyone can use any medium. If it's mm-hmm. well done, anyone's going to forgive it for what it is or everyone's going to accept it. That's the right word. Everyone's going to accept it for what it is right. because it's well executed. There's some real skills behind it. And you respect the skills, and the, therefore you respect the, the product. And really, that's what it is. I think people try to come up with excuses or, oh, all these haters, yeah, maybe trying to see where they're coming from. Analyze it a bit.
0: Well, a funny thing I found out recently was that the great, you know, the historically amazing and and, and well-known uh, historic photographer, Ansel Adams, uh, the landscape photographer. Uh, I read an article that talked about how he manipulated his, his photos in the darkroom. Mm-hmm. He would remove things out of the photos that, you know, signs things he didn't want in his images. And so it's really funny when you hear about people, you know, getting upset about manipulated, uh, images. I think, I think it's nice when people say, hey, this is digital art and not a photograph because there is a difference. I mean, uh, yeah, but, I mean, out, but outside yeah. of that, it's all love, right? Outside of that, as long as everyone's like, hey, this is, I'm not trying to pass this off as if, as if it's a real photograph because it's not. It's-
1: I mean, I mean, 300 years ago, they were manipulating paintings. They were, they were making uh, someone less fat. I don't know. I, I was just like, whatever. Through your painting, whatever. You can manipulate any medium that you're working with uh yeah yeah anything you want Absolutely. but now we
0: have all the tools and resources at our fingertips so it's like a and they're so accessible which is why Absolutely. we're in a renaissance right now we are in the smack dab <laughs> middle of a renaissance like i've never when i was growing up i mean dude we're the same age so when i was growing up you know i'm 29 you're 30. there wasn't this level of just people making art of all hell, types. No. hell and, no and now every it's like there's millions of people around the world every day creating different types of things, painting, sculptures, 3D, photography, video, clothing, you name it, like just in crazy stuff, resin and,
1: and tables yeah. and furniture and yeah, just,
0: yeah, yeah. and it's beautiful. It brings so much joy to my soul.
1: Imagine how much joy it brings me to be the guy that inspires people to increase the bar, even though I'm not the most technically skilled person on instagram at all far from it i'm the guy that inspired everyone to really raise the bar uh, there's the bar for their skill set how amazing is that feeling really it just yeah it's hard to bring this back to me but really it was just i'm just telling you how, how good it felt to be that guy that was like everyone's creating something but i get to be that guy that really pushes people uh, just a bit forward you know or just or start from scratch or you know become the next me or better than I am, and whatever it's like, inspiring people to start from nothing or just yeah to keep on going.
0: Right? How's your girlfriend been dealing with like you reaching this this overnight level of fame? Because I, dude, women are amazing, right? But I, I imagine she can only take so much of you, just like perking around the house, just like uh 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 uh. uh. She's like, okay, <laughs> we get it, Justin. Like
1: um. <laughs> I think I had this big head moment maybe a year ago when I realized the potential of all of this. So I've had a lot of time to digest the potential of, of of everything. So the potential and where it can go. Because every time you're going to think in your head that things could be so much, you're gonna, you're able to produce something that's so much better. You're only looking forward to those things. You're right now as an artist, you only perc- perceive yourself, your current self as only good potential. But that hasn't reached their full potential, and that's never that's that never that's never going to end. Hopefully, so really, I, I that that keeps me grounded already. Like that feeling of like I can do so much better. So, but uh, yeah, how's my girlfriend been dealing with it? She's been dealing with it with it like wonderfully. Really, she's been super supportive, and she just she loves that their, her Oracle workers are bringing it up and just like yeah, you know, or like she. Feel like feels like a bit like I'm a superstar for a few days, and just like uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like my video was like going, was like still pretty hot, like for the whole week, like really, like people keep talking about it, and all these opportunities I was getting, like and being interviewed by this or New York Times,
0: yeah, NBC, New York Times. I mean, yeah, man, it, it hit. And I'm I mean, still doing
1: interviews this week, Some more big names are interviewing me and, and yourself of course included, but like just like doing interviews and yeah, it's still like right now I'm doing my, my media run, I guess <laughs> if I can call it this way. Like that yeah, so very little time to focus <laughs> on my next my, my, my next piece, but uh yeah, but just to go back to last week, really, yeah, I was dancing a whole bunch, but like Tuesday was like just Tuesday was just trying to digest whatever was happening, man. I, I that's the thing. I didn't know how far it was gonna go. I like it just kept going. Yeah. I like okay, well. First I felt 100... the same
0: way. I was with you the whole like <laughs> I was with you in spirit the whole time. Being like, oh my gosh, how where is this thing going to go? You yeah. just reposted it. This guy just took it and yeah, right. Like,
1: this thing's going everywhere. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I thought it was I thought I was going to stop at 50,000. 50, I thought fifty thousand. Like okay, well that's uh, incredibly amazing. Wow, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. What? And then once I started being like adding more followers than my than my idols, I started being like, okay, this is awkward and this is ridiculous and just i don't like feeling like undeserving feeling like not like i've had this like an imposter feeling but like that i that you want to avoid but i was still getting and feeling still so that was weird that so i had to like a few days to digest this but uh it was a it was a lot to digest at first so yeah it was just uh going crazy yeah so fast
0: this is how i knew you were gonna blow up i screenshotted this just for my (laughs) own personal reference I love this this, dude i'm i called this like I told you right when I posted it on our account, I ran over to your account and I took a screenshot and everyone's like, why'd you just go screenshot? I'm like, cause watch. I'm like this. I'm like, Justin is about to blow the hell up. And I want to have a photo of a reference of what he was at and then where he's at when this whole thing is all said and done. 14,000 followers.
1: I still a thousand more than when I started thirteen, uh thirteen thousand something, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But still very early on. You caught you caught you took the screenshot very, very, very early on. Yeah. And uh Dude, that's amazing. I love that you did that because <laughs> I because I didn't know it was going to go viral. You called it, and I did, I couldn't call it because you're always questioning what you're putting out, right? You were never sure of yourself. You know, you're always doubting yourself. But I knew there was something special to this one, but I just didn't know how much. But my God, I I feel like you called it a lot more than I did, and I think that's amazing.
0: Well, dude, I mean, obviously, we, we share content all day long, yeah. every day, right? And so I've just seen... Yeah. I've seen so much stuff. And when I saw that and I, when I texted you and had you email me that, I was just like, dude, this, I could just feel it. And I was like, dude, I want to document this. Cause this is cool to just like, that's the, you know that's always the the hope and, and, and yeah. the aim. And that was yeah, just yeah, beautiful. You, you get
1: something that comes out of nowhere, out of the blue. And like, this is special. This, this stands out. This definitely stands out. Cause so many things I see on Instagram deserve to stand out. But, but to have it your own and just to just really to go viral yeah that's yeah that wasn't expected on my part yeah because it, it's, it's kind of weird sorry i just want to end this by saying like again i, I feel like i, I don't want to repeat myself but the amount of people that are better than me and that uh, that don't get this this break that are not getting their break it's, it's so weird so you always just whatever you put out no matter how amazing it is you're gonna compare yourself to those people and be like why me you know later. but yeah
0: right so before we wrap up i got a few questions from the community absolutely uh, at frame streets ask do you feel some kind of change in the way people in your personal environment interact with you
1: (laughs) i love this question oh like i said like i'm in my bubble a lot right i'm at home and and uh you know so i haven't seen a lot of people that know me yet in real life i haven't like seen them in real life yet so like we'll see their reactions but no man nothing has changed like like I said, like I, I try to keep this humble persona, and it's and it's authentic. It's really I'm literally staying grounded. I just I'm not going crazy over this this being famous or whatever. Like it has a certain significance for me, but it doesn't. It's not life changing, whatever. But it's really it's going to lead to these amazing opportunities. But yeah, no, really, nothing has changed much. Uh, I'm still just some just some guy. <laughs> That's what I like telling people. I'm just, I'm just some guy. <laughs> At modesty
0: underscore GDS. As a graphic student, I have a lot to learn. So do you have any tips or ideas of where to start?
1: Yes. I I don't like answering this question too much because I could give you a list of softwares, whatever. But if you're passionate and you're driven, you're going to find those softwares yourself. You're going to find those answers yourself. And everyone, I'm not working with any obscure tool right now. Nothing is obscure. These are very well-known tools. If you're passionate. You're gonna spend about an hour a week, like I do. I spend about three hours a week researching on newest technologies, new technologies, exciting stuff, exciting ways to do stuff. If you're driven, you're gonna do that. And you're gonna you're gonna do yourself a favor <clears throat> and you're gonna find those tools. But uh, everyone knows those tools already. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna even point out some sources. You, you know them already, I'm sure.
0: At jam.3z asks, what is his favorite meal to eat while doing late night
1: edits? <laughs> Favorite meal was so random, dude. Uh, I eat my girlfriend's meals, whatever she cooks. Uh, uh, she's she's just she's just great like that. She does just great food, and I, that's all I eat really. Uh, snacks though. She, wait, you asked about snacks, right? Yeah. And I don't think. He, okay, uh, man. I you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna give a boring answer, but I fucking I freaking love apples. I, I just I'll eat an apple. i have also a low blood sugar, but I love apples, man. I just I'm I'm addicted. A bit of an addiction. I did. Addiction, really. I'll eat a bit, I'll eat an apple and some chocolates, whatever it gets it gets my sugar going. Because I'm, a, I live at night mostly, so I will work from uh, my hobby. I'll be like from maybe like uh, from midnight till six a.m. and depending on the day and depending on my work day. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to sleep at six a.m. So like uh, whatever. And then I'll eat dinner at like four, three or four.
0: So you, so you're, you wake. So you go to bed at six. When do you wake up?
1: Uh, around 1 or 2 p.m., depending on when I go to bed, depending okay. on the amount of time I sleep. But yeah, that's my kind of schedule.
0: Dude, I love that. I wish that I could operate on that right? type of
1: schedule. I know. Uh, I know. It's, it's the ideal living situation for an artist. <laughs>
0: dude, yeah, because I mean that dude, that nighttime energy, dude, that's that creative. That's I that.
1: definitely, definitely. I learned along the way that it played a key part. Like actually, like I always thought, no, you can be creative during the day. and It's true. To, maybe to a certain degree too. Maybe maybe it's just helpful. Maybe you're just very it's just an, an, an aid, an assistance to work during the night. Because the, I feel like I could be just as creative during the day. It would just be harder.
0: Okay, cool, brother. Well, to wrap things up, what's you know, I, I normally end these podcasts with our guests uh leaving the AOV community with some words of wisdom, advice, whatever they want to communicate. And so I'm gonna go ahead and hand the platform over to you to just spread whatever message you want to share whatever you want to say you know you got the you got the podium
1: <laughs> oh man man what do i have to say that i haven't said during this podcast i, I feel like uh before before we start this interview i was just thinking about all these 2d digital artists and how they i mean i think about that a lot because to is all my discover feed that's all it's showing um, I I don't even click on them. I try to avoid them. Those those composites, those two D composites. I try to avoid them, but my my discover feed just pushes them on me constantly, and um, it's like to a point where like you know there are only very few Instagrammers that get away with these composites uh, because they're extremely talented. Uh, man, just try to have a bit more personality in your stuff in your content. Try to be more in control. But again, I I went all all over this earlier. But I really I just I just hope that people try to uh, push themselves because I see a lot of people staying at the same level for so long. It's incredible how they just keep keep grinding. hey, look, Photoshop, I know Photoshop because they pride themselves on their audience not not knowing how they do stuff. But you know what? Talent recognizes talent. Yeah, but talent also recognizes how they what they do, their work. The other people's work and uh, as an artist I recognize as someone who knows Photoshop I can tell what is cheap what is amateurish what is lazy sorry I just want to use the word lazy okay? I, don't want to use, I don't want to use the word cheap that's just mean but lazy I recognize what's lazy and what's what's really hard and, and just like the, required a lot of efforts and there are so many artists that get away with such lazy work that it's almost and I don't want to be mean and I'm not pointing fingers I just like these people that just work Every day for a few hours, but put out something that could just that could just be like better. That they 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 could do better. That's that's one. Of, that's where I want to get at. They could do better, but they don't. So it makes me wonder, like, why do you bother? Like, why 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 not just spend this time learning a new technology? And then a, a month or a month or a year from now, you'll be so proud of yourself. You'll be so proud, and you'll be able to get this control and tell be a better storyteller get someone that gets a large audience but why do you why do you put a ceiling to what you're doing right now i I just it's just about i guess i guess my point is stay hungry stay creatively challenged keep keep pushing yourself it's too easy to stay to be comfortable and i guess it's it's really cliche and cheesy what i'm saying right now but it's so true because so many people don't do it and i just want to i just want to like Shake them a bit, you know. It's just like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What are these things you're doing right now?" I've been overdone on Instagram for so long, and you know what it is? You know what it is. Instagram is a mature platform now. It's not new anymore. It's not, oh, let me fill things out anymore. It's more of an experience. Yes, there are most majority of people just scroll through their feeds every day real quick. Yes, that's true. But a lot of people, and maybe those same people also uh, consider Instagram more consider Instagram more of an experience now. They're on the platform a lot. They can get immersed into your photo now, unlike maybe a couple years ago. They will take the time to feel immersed and really, it's not a theater experience. You're not sitting in a theater, but it's to the point where I can look at a photo and really like take some time to appreciate it. So really, deliver that kind of work. Deliver that kind of work that allows people to immerse themselves into it and of the quality and uh, that deliver that kind of quality of experience. And, and you'll grow an audience from it and you'll thank yourself for it. For, for it. And you're gonna you're gonna be proud of yourself and uh, it's all gonna be positive. So really, I just, uh, I hope that people really leave a mark and leave their own mark instead of just trying to leave someone else's mark uh, in the long run, yeah.
0: Justin LaDuke, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on this episode. Appreciate you sharing this wisdom with the AOV audience and uh it was awesome man appreciate you thank you so much thank you for listening please share the art of visuals podcast with your friends and make sure to hit that subscribe button sharing is caring you can follow art of visuals on instagram at art of visuals or sign up for the art of visuals newsletter on art join us next episode for more but until then let's continue to visually inspire the world together